Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I know that tonight is a big debate between America and anti-America, between all the values that we hold dearly and all the values of Mao Zedong. And there's nothing I can say about the left in this country that you already don't know. But I'll tell you what I want to show you. In New York City, there's a huge scandal. We have never seen anything like this since 1930s Germany. De Blasio has closed down and targeted Jewish neighborhoods for COVID lockdowns while sparing uh, zip codes, which have largely Hispanic populations, from such actions. I did the analysis. If you said it's just rhetoric or hype and you're wrong, you'd be wrong. Muslims in New York City, you just heard. They were dancing half naked in the streets, celebrating Muhammad's grandson's birthday. This was in August, just last month. Pounding their chests, no masks. Pounding their chests, no masks in New York City. No lockdowns, no arrests. Jews targeted, though, by de Blasio and Cuomo. What more do you have to see until you recognize there is a persecution going on In this case, the Jews. Do you know why the Jews in New York are being targeted by de Blasio and Cuomo? Because 90% of the Orthodox Jews love Trump. Now, if you think again, think carefully again, and try to follow what I'm saying. Muslims are in the street pounding their chests in August, celebrating Muhammad's grandson's birthday. No masks. 
No arrests, no lockdown of their businesses by de Blasio. Not one word from Cuomo the meatball. Meanwhile, you look at the areas in New York where you have largely Jewish communities, Borough Park, Brooklyn, Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, Kew Gardens, Queens, and they're they're the areas that are being uh, targeted by de Blasio. What are the areas not being shut down? Corona, Queens, 71% Hispanic. Airport, East Elmhurst, 55% Hispanic. East Harlem, 40% Hispanic, 25% black. Pelham Gardens, Allerton, Baychester. Ethnic makeup, 29 Hispanic, 36% black. Not shut down, not attacked by Cuomo or de Blasio. So ask yourself now, why is he targeting Jews only? It's very simple. Because they love Donald Trump. He's punishing them. He's closing their businesses. Now you say, well, that's just politics. Well, no, now this starts to border on Kristallnacht. The clashes going on in New York City are something that all of America needs to see. Because this is the canary in the coal mine. Once again, the Jews are being targeted. Once again, Jews are being used as the canary in the coal mine for fascism. And if de Blasio is not arrested for this by the federal government, I don't know what he's going to be arrested for. As far as I can tell, he has crossed the Rubicon. Now you say, well, wait a minute. What are the actual rates of infection in the Jewish areas as opposed to the Hispanic and black areas that you're talking about? Because, Michael, come on, you're a trained epidemiologist. You have uh, the knowledge. You can get us the knowledge. I'll give it to you then. Would you like it or you, you don't want to? Your mind is made up already. De Blasio good, Jews bad. De Blasio good, everyone else bad. Cuomo the meatball good, everyone else stupid. I have the data here. I have the cases per 100,000. So he shuts down Borough Park, Brooklyn, where the religious Jews live. It's a 60% Jewish. The case rate is 38.69 per 100,000. Okay, that's, that's alarming. It's high because the people don't follow the mask rules and they tend to congregate in close quarters. Now let's jump over to Corona, Queens. 71% Hispanic. They love, they love uh, occasional cortex. That's where she got elected in that immigrant community. 71% Hispanic. And what is the case rate? Let's go back again. Jewish case rate, 3869 per 100,000. Hispanic area, 4661 per 100,000. Let's go to the airport area, East Elmhurst. 55% Hispanic, not shut down, not targeted by de Blasio and Cuomo. What's the case rate? 4889 per 100,000. That's a lot higher than the Jewish neighborhood I just quoted you. Would you like a little more information? You want data? I gave you data. You must understand something here. He is using data to target a religious community, selectively target a religious community, because they support Donald Trump. Hispanics, largely in New York City now, support leftist mayors, leftist governors, and leftist causes. If you want this information, I'm putting it up on the Savage Nation website right now, and it's column number one. The first story is billionaire Oprah stirs racial hatred against whites. 
comparing the U.S. to Nazi Germany. That's one of the most shameful stories I've ever seen. Here is an African-American billionaire making believe she's an oppressed minority when her entire fortune was built upon the goodness of America. The third story on the right at michaelsavage.com says Jews targeted for COVID lockdowns by anti-Semitic mayor and governors, Hispanics and blacks spared. You'll find the data there. I also tweeted it. How long it will last is anyone's guess because the censors on Twitter already shut me down just last two weeks ago. And there it is. And you could see the thread in there. I just put the data up. Jews targeted, blah, blah, blah. It links back to the website and it shows the data. So you could see it in black and white. So that's story number one. That's story number one. Now here's story number two. I woke up this morning and as usual, I go on my good friend Matt Drudge's website. I know I'm not supposed to, but I do. I find it very interesting. I find that his turn against Trump to be fascinating. And the lead article was that of a crackpot psychiatrist. Oh, it's still up. A crackpot known Trump-hating psychiatrist saying Trump should be locked in a mental ward. And then there's a picture of Trump uh, that uh, Mr. Drudge found that makes him look crazy. I I thought that's very good, very good uh, theater on the Drudge Report. So I read the story by this crazy uh, psychiatrist, the psycho shrink, and I looked up her background, and I realized she belongs in a mental hospital. I realized that she is a control freak of the worst type. Her name is Bandy Exley, and she gave an interview to the far-left salon saying Trump should be put away in a locked ward. Now, I don't care that she's a forensic psychiatrist at Yale. I don't care about that. I care that she is a crazy woman by her own definition. This psychiatrist needs to be put into a mental hospital in a straitjacket as soon as possible. Do you know any psychiatrists in your life? Have you met psychiatrists? I've known a few in my life. Not a lot, a few. I've known psychologists. I've known psychiatrists. By large, most of the psychiatrists I know, not all, most of them are crazy. And most of them went into psychiatric, the psychiatric field to deal with their own madness, which is understandable. They were trying to find a cure for their own madness. And most of them fail. Shrinks generally fail at healing themselves. And what they do is they project their own madness onto their patients. Now, if that was bad, that would be bad enough. But no, it isn't bad enough. Here's the bad enough part. So a crackpot insane shrink says Trump should be locked in a mental ward. Just the statement alone is crazy. So I researched for you, my loyal audience in the Savage Nation, what happened in the Soviet Union when doctors like this crazy shrink got control of the country. This crazy shrink, Dr. Brandy Bandy Exley, who should be in a mental hospital, is a clear and present danger to the survival of all sane people in America. I say that with some caution because the Soviets used psychiatry to suppress political dissent. Did you know any of this? Now, maybe if you had read the Gulag Archipelago by Solzhenitsyn, which I read in the 60s, he was a great dissident, a brilliant intellectual, but he was called insane and put into a uh, concentration camp by uh, psychiatrists. The Communist Party, during the 1960s and 70s, created a Siberian Gulag that they filled with those who opposed the uh, Soviet Revolution. Any intolerance for ideological deviance was not accepted, just like the liberals of today. 
The liberals of today burn, they loot, they beat, and they say you're a fascist. The next step is locking you away in a mental hospital. And leading that charge would be a shrink like this nutcase who says Trump should be locked in a mental ward. I hope that one of the things Trump does, should he lose the election before he leaves, is make certain that this doctor is no longer a threat to America and that all the funding is pulled from Yale, the Yale School of Medicine as soon as possible. But let's go back to the Soviet Union. During the 60s and 70s, the Communist Party was intolerant of any ideological deviance to, a, to such an extreme that they diagnosed and institutionalized any counter-revolutionaries that they said had mental illness. Now, what they did was, is they got crackpot doctors like this Dr. X. Lee to say that anyone who didn't accept that communism was a paradise, was insane. Uh, They were healthy citizens. They tried to stand up to the tyranny of the Soviet Union. They were declared to be psychotic, and they were locked away in mental hospitals and put into the Gulag Archipelago. Now, this then scared the masses that they must follow the party line. This told the masses out there that any deviant thinking was a sign of mental instability. Nikita Khrushchev in 1959, by the way, do you know what he said? It would be impossible for people in a communist society to have any anti-communist consciousness. It would be impossible, he said. And then he went on and said, quote, of those who might start calling for opposition to communism on this basis, we can say that clearly their mental state is not normal. So the Communist Party in these years used medicine as an instrument of control. It all uh, goes all the way back to 1948 under the Stalin regime. That is when the high-ranking KGB officer Andrei Vyshinsky ordered the use of psychiatry as a way to both squash dissent and still send the message to any activist that they're going to be locked up. And then Soviet psychiatric boards became a place where dissenters could be both confined and treated for their anti-communist conditions. It became an integral part of the largest psychiatric system in the Soviet Union in which genuine psychiatric science worked in parallel with the politically imposed version. I'm only giving you a thumbnail sketch of what a crazy shrink like this Dr. Exley at Yale could be responsible for in this country unless we all stand up to her and the other sociopaths who call themselves psychiatrists. Savage. I hope you're ready for what's next. Here's what's likely coming. More food shortages, power outages, grocery stores closed, and social unrest. Okay, so ask yourself a question. Do you actually have enough food and supplies on hand to last at least 30 days? The harsh reality is most Americans do not. But you can avoid the panicked masses in a last-minute rush just by ordering your four-week supply of emergency food from MyPatriotSupply.com. It's that simple. You can hire, you can put it in a closet, you know, a cool, dark place. You just go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Starvation and dependency on the government are your only options when you fail to plan ahead. What are you going to do, go on a food line? Why don't you avoid the pain of being unprepared? It's a simple solution. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Build your emergency food supply with meals that last up to 25 years in storage. And by the way, it's shipped discreetly to your door. No one knows what's in the package, so the delivery man can't steal it. 
Folks that know what's coming are using today to prepare for tomorrow. And there's still time for you to do the same. They've just gotten new supplies in. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. The original Patriot Preparedness Company. They're great. You can store it for up to 25 years if it's done right. MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it now. So tonight it's the big debate between Pence and Harris. I guess you want me to say I'm a great American and tell you what I think about it. I'll leave that to the great Americans out there, the self-described great Americans who can talk about nothing but uh, Dem versus Republican, Republican versus Dem. I've tried to go behind the news. I've tried to give you information behind the news. I've tried to give you data behind the news on the COVID lockdowns, the war against religious Jews in New York by the anti-Semite de Blasio. I try to tell you about the war against Trump by the, it seems to be by everyone, by the way, calling him mentally unfit for office, finding a mentally deranged psychiatrist who says he should be in a mental ward. And then I told you what happened in the Soviet Union with that kind of crazy talk. And you know what happened when I did that on this show? Nothing. Not one person called the show. Now, I've had this before. It means either the people are absorbing what I am saying and just taking it all in, and since it's not generally in the news, they don't know what to say. Or the audience is not prepared for going behind the news. They want to stick to the surface. They only want to hear Repub's good, Dem's bad, or Dem's good, bad, bad, good, Trump great, Trump terrible. Who's on a debate tonight? I can't do it. I told you the billionaire Oprah Winfrey is stirring racial hatred against whites, comparing the U.S. to Nazi Germany. Not a single call. So I could make it very simple. I know how to do radio from one level to the other. I could play, like most in the business, a one-string banjo. Or I can keep playing my Stradivarius for you and have the audience leave the, uh, the tent, leave the room. Because the age of the violinist is over. They want a one-string banjo player in the media. That's what they used to. How else can you explain that a man of very low intellect and lower character like Wallace, Chris Wallace, was selected to be a debate moderator when he was nothing but a hitman against Trump? And that tonight, a former Democrat operative will be another, quote, moderator, and America stands for this rubbish. How do you explain it? There's so many things that you can say about how this happened. So Jews are targeted in New York City by Cuomo and de Blasio. Their businesses shut, their schools shut. Meanwhile, Hispanic districts with rates of COVID that are higher are not touched. Meanwhile, in New York City, Muslims danced half naked in the street last uh, month, pounding their chests uh, to celebrate the uh, birthday of um, Muhammad's grandson. No masks, no lockdowns, no shutdowns of the... uh, uh, grocery stores or the businesses. How? The answer is de Blasio is a racist. And de Blasio, by the way, is violating the civil rights of the Jews in New York. All it would take would be for Attorney General Barr, whose hands are full, and I know they are, with what has gone on with Hillary Clinton fabricating the Russia collusion story against Trump. It was Hillary who... T- she did the whole thing. All Barr has to do is bring... <clears throat> a case of racial discrimination against de Blasio and Cuomo 
using what they have just done as evidence to pursue this to the full extent of the law. But the left is so clever that they keep throwing Trump off base to prevent him from doing all the good he can do. Savage. Okay, you know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy, and I'm telling you why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or new car dealership when you could do it at home on your own computer? Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and reliably low they are. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. You could just do it yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store and wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Good evening, Mr. Mr. North and South American. All the ships and clippers at sea. Let's go to France. Flash, London. Flash, savage. The Italian army Flash, savage. All right, thank Winchell. Thanks, Walt. Appreciate it very much. So I'm trying to achieve no emotional strain. I need peace and quiet in my life. I have none of that. I have terrible emotional strain. I have no peace and no quiet, which is in a certain way suicidal to live like this. Uh, but you know, either you're in this business or you're not in the business and I'm in this business. So instead of talking about Harrison Pence, which is a stupid show to do today, since there's been no debate yet and beating you to death with how bad it's going to be. And let's do that tomorrow or the next day. But I could ask you a basic question, a one-on-one-er, 
uh, Radio 101, are you more or less cautious about COVID after the Trump diagnosis? I mean, that's meat and potatoes. That's something a beginner could do in radio. That's pulling one string on a complex guitar and making the string go twang. And because it's a good question. I could do that. I'm more cautious. See, Trump got sick, and he said he's better. I'm not so sure he's better. I'm far more cautious than I was. I got a little lackadaisical, cavalier. I started to dismiss it. I figured, okay, you know, I'll get over it. Well, no, no, no. I would be more cautious myself. But I know a lot of people are probably less cautious. They said, well, look, he got the disease and he got better. Well, you don't know that he got better. So I'd be more cautious if you're asking me. But I don't even want to talk about that. It does not exercise. You know, when you go to a gym, if you, if you get a great workout, you feel it in your muscles. If you just go through the paces, you feel nothing. To me, talk radio has to exercise my brain. Otherwise, I don't want to do it anymore. So when I say to you, when I see an, a blatant anti-Semitic act like that by the mayor and the governor of New York targeting Orthodox Jews specifically because they're Trump supporters, and then I go and do the research for the world, which no one has done except me, I go through the zip codes and look at the COVID rates with the exact data, and I found just what I suspected because I knew all along that this was political. And true enough, I proved to you that in Corona, Queens, the heart of Hispanic immigrants, most of whom are non-citizens, uh, these are the people who put occasional cortex, the America white hater in, in office. It's 71% Hispanic in Corona, Queens. And their case rate is 4661 per 100,000. And then you look at the Jews being targeted by the uh, governor and the mayor, Borough Park, Brooklyn, 60% Jewish. Case rates lower, 3869 per 100,000. So if this is not an example of racism, I don't know what is. And then I, I, I referenced a psychiatric, uh, a psycho shrink at Yale University, a well-known hater of Trump by the name of Bandy Exley. And she goes to the far left salon and says, Trump needs to be put away in a locked ward. Now, she is a sociopath by her own definition. She actually is the definition of everything she accuses Trump of being. Because this is what most psychiatrists do, is they project onto people their own fears, their own, their own mishigas. So she writes that violence, paranoia, and delusions are particularly contagious. I would say that her, her position and the things she has done inside jails, look, she wrote a book called Violence, and she has worked at um, a major prison in New York City to release more felons on the streets, so far as I could tell. This woman is one of those responsible for the false notion that all of the violent criminals locked up in the jails are really innocent. And so she worked to have idiots like de Blasio and Cuomo release people from the uh, jails without bail. So now she says the president needs proper mental care. And what I try to tell you is that the Soviets used corrupt, sick shrinks like this to suppress political dissent during uh, the uh, years of uh, the 60s and 70s. Any Russian listening to this show fears psychiatrists, by the way. Older Russians, not young ones. The young ones have been poisoned by America. The young Russians are as polluted as the young Americans. They have no values whatsoever, by and large. But the older Russians 
who lived through the Soviet terror hate psychiatrists and fear them. And they said that any deviant thinking was a sign of mental instability. And anyone who was opposed to the communist revolution was mentally ill and they put him away in a nuthouse. Right? So all of this is available for you on michaelsavage.com. I can only give you the tip of the iceberg here on the radio show. The time is short. There's so many things to do. And as you know, come January, I will only be available by podcast. Although there are discussions for possible other uh, venues, both TV and some radio. I'm not sure if I want to do it or what, what the situation will be, but I don't want any more emotional strain. I, I really want peace and quiet. I love learning. I love knowledge. I think that knowledge is power, and I think that knowledge can save America. And I think it's the stupidity in America that's destroying it. Here is Portland, which is basically a crippled city because of Antifa and the communists rioting in the streets, right? So they have a far-left mayor there named Ted Wheeler who has catered and catered to the left, kissed the feet of Antifa. He's being challenged by a woman who says she is Antifa, and she's beating him by 11 points. I am Antifa, a candidate. Sarah Lanaroni is, 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 is actually pulling more votes in a runoff bid to become Portland's mayor than the liberal mayor. They actually want the city burnt to the ground. Now, if this is not prima facie evidence that liberalism is a mental disorder, I have no other evidence to offer you, the jury. This is a mentally disordered city. You have a far-left mayor who is running against an Antifa mayor, and he's losing because the city hasn't burned enough to the ground. They need to burn more. Liberalism is a mental disorder, total mental disorder. Meanwhile, the rich get richer. I'm reading that the top billionaires in tech, because they're running monopolies, are richer than ever. How many years have I been telling you that the tech monopolies needed to be broken up? Three books ago, I was trying to show you what had to, had to, had to happen there. Mel, it's not happening now. Do you actually think that Biden's going to do it? Do you actually think that the billionaire Democrats are going to do anything differently than Trump is doing with regard to this economy? You're wrong. I think you're 100% wrong. The Democrat establishment crosses over into the Republican establishment in so many ways that you really have to educate yourself if you really think we have a huge difference. On some fundamental level, it's a one-party system anyway. It always has been. In rhetoric, it's different. In flavor, it's different. In the feelings that you may have, it's different. But in down in, in, on, the, on the street level, how different is it going to be under the terror campaign of those behind Biden-Harris for you? Well, I don't know. Maybe it would be in that case. Maybe they're so far out of the can of normalcy that things will get worse for the average American. My guess is that Harris will come after guns, speech, and freedom of assembly right off the bat. Just as de Blasio has taken down freedom of speech and freedom of assembly in New York targeting only Jews. Muslims can dance naked in the, half naked in the streets for Muhammad's grandson. Not one word from the hater in the, in the mayorship. Not one word. So look, I'm trying my best to bring you history combined with contemporary politics, and I hope that you understand that this is not an easy task. And the reason it's not an easy task, and it's harder than it was for me five years ago, not me personally, because the nation has gotten dumber. The media has gotten stupider.
How do you explain that a dirtbag like Howard Stern, who made his entire career based on pornography, brassiere, lesbian, panty line, brassiere, panty line, brassiere, panty line, 30 years of pornography, verbal pornography, that creature with a wig makes $120 million a year. Think about that. That creature with a wig makes $120 million a year on Sirius Radio. How is that possible? Because people are stupid. People are dumber than they've ever been. Because of the advent of pornography, those with verbal pornographic, verbally pornographic shows do better than those who do not use filth on their radio shows. Now, if you escalate that to those who bring an educated opinion, the audience gets even smaller. Because not only has the audience been dumbed down in, in the media in general, but I'm sorry to tell you, and I'm an immigrant son, the large influx of third worlders who do not speak English has made the audience for most television and radio even stupider. They don't even understand what people are talking about. That's if they listen at all. They can follow maybe one out of five words. So therefore, people have to speak in fewer words in more simplistic terms to maintain a larger audience. And so what happens is learning itself starts to die. Knowledge itself becomes the enemy of the mass media. At least that's what one man thinks called me. I myself think that. I'm not thinking about my future right now. I'm thinking about my everyday life, my present. Tonight will come. I'll get takeout food. I'll sit alone in a dark room watching the debates. I don't care. A couple of years ago, I would have had a party at the university club for friends. I once, I, the night Trump got elected, by the way, I had a party for about 50 or 80 people in San Francisco at a private club. It was a glorious night. We didn't know he was going to win, by the way. So I invited all my friends and some of us, you know, people I know, put on a beautiful party, great food. We had four or five big television sets set up, and it was a, a shock victory by Trump. Nobody expected it. It was a shock victory. I was there. I loved it. I'm not going to do that anymore. The world has changed. The world we live in is a darker, smaller, narrower world. You know, I woke up this morning at around 4 o'clock. I'm getting up earlier and earlier every morning now. And it's because the world is becoming a more limited place. All of the places I used to go to in San Francisco are gone. All the restaurants I loved are gone. And I thought about the average family out there. The amusement parks are gone. The playlands are gone. The movies are gone. The baseball games are gone. The football games are gone. Everything is gone that entertained the average person. What are they doing with their children? How do you raise a child now in this horrible, horrible age of this plague? How do you do it? I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I had to stay home all day with a kid. I, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I pity the parents because it's not that glorious to be locked in a house with children who should normally be outside with other children and playing. I don't know what you do with a thing like in a time like this. And then you have these fascistic Democrat governors who have exploited the virus to impose dictatorial uh, dictates. As a double, I can't use any dictatorial dictates. To I'm a writer, I have to be careful with my words. To impose a dictatorial form upon populations. 
as de Blasio is selectively targeting Jews in New York, when the infection rate is higher in Hispanic communities and other zip codes. Can I make it any cleaner and clearer for you? Why is he targeting only Jews in New York to shut them down and kill their businesses and shut their religious schools? Because they're 90% supporters of Trump. I gave you the data by postal code. You can find it only on michaelsavage.com. It's for everyone to use. You will see with your own eyes that de Blasio is a naked anti-Semite. I stand by those words. Savage. So uh, Pence and Harris have tested negative for the uh, virus. And I don't know why that matters right now. I guess it does. Uh, I've also tested negative. I got the results back this morning. You know, I would bet that there's going to be a day that a guy like de Blasio tells the ignoramuses that would vote for him or occasional cortex that if you listen to certain people on TV or radio who are conservatives, you can get COVID through the airwaves. They would believe him. I mean, that's about as much sense as it makes targeting Jews for closing down their districts based on the relatively high uh, rates of COVID, but they're higher in Hispanic communities. I have the data. I put it on michaelsavage.com, and it's from the, the New York City database itself. I didn't make it up. Borough Park, Brooklyn, 3869 cases per 100,000. It's 60% Jewish. But jump over to Corona, Queens, which gave us occasional cortex. The case rate's 4661 cases per 100,000, and it's 71% Hispanic. How come he didn't go there and close them down and shut down the bodegas? Now, what about that absurd plexiglass barrier? That's just a stunt by the Harris campaign. There was no need for it. It is absolutely ludicrous. It's again agitprop right out of the Soviet Union. And once again, the Republicans went along with it because they're too nice. Absurd. Experts are agreeing with this. They're useless, experts said in a new report. Just of the airborne virus, by the way, that the two guards placed on stage will do nothing to protect either of them if they're infected. Everyone knows that. They're smaller and less adequate than the experts would have imagined. Air filters would have been a much more effective way to keep them safe. But it was put up at Harris's insistence in order to have the dummies out there the dummies, the morons, the leftists, the liberals, the psychological defects believe that he's infected and she isn't. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning. The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. So I want to know, how did you decide to focus the book on three caste systems, India, Nazi Germany, and the United States? I think a lot of people get riled up and offended that you're comparing the caste system here to Nazi Germany. Yet we discover 
that <laughs> we were the template for Nazi Germany. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, billionaire, African-American, putting out the big lie that America was the template for Nazi Germany. And you wonder why? You wonder why there are random attacks in the streets of this country? You wonder why the lower masses are going out there with impunity and beating people up? The majority of Americans now believe the country is on the verge of a civil war. 56% expect violence after Election Day. I will remind you that in 2013, I published a book called Stop the Coming Civil War. I've always been Lincaeus, the pilot seer of the Argonauts in the media. I've always been on the highest mast. I've always been able to see farther than anyone in the media. And I've tried to warn you what was coming. So what is the difference between a civil war now and a civil war then? There's one primary difference. The Second Amendment. Every citizen can have a gun. Therefore, Biden, Harris, will go after your guns as fast as you can say, Soviet. We are, in, uh, we are on the precipice of something terrible. We all feel it. We all know it. People feel these things. And, you know, when you see Portland, Oregon, you have a far-left mayor, Ted Wheeler. He has catered to the left. He has kissed up to Antifa, and they continue to burn the city down. They even drove him out of his own condominium. And now a woman who says she is Antifa is running against him, and she's got a higher percentage of the voters already than him. So what's going to happen? They'll elect an Antifa mayor in Portland who will defund the police. There'll be no police. The muggings, the robberies, the thievery will go higher. The businesses will leave. The city will go completely dead, empty out completely. And who will they blame? They won't have Donald Trump to kick around anymore. So who are they going to turn on? They're going to turn on Donald Trump's supporters. See, even if Trump loses, which I hope doesn't happen, you think the left is going to be satisfied? They're going to turn on you. You are going to become their enemy. You will become their target. They will target you at your workplace. They will target you in your home. They will target you online. Trust me, I know, because I've lived like this for 20 years. You think that I haven't sacrificed for my great career? I'm not going to complain to you. I did it because I chose this way of life, as has been said in movies. I chose this life. I knew I had to pay a price for it, for speaking out. 25, 26 years of speaking my mind. God gave me that gene. God gave me the speaking out gene. I've always been very outspoken, even as a kid. I said what I believed. So I've had a good career. But do you think that you're not going to be targeted? You already are. You know that you have neighbors who put up Biden pen signs with impunity. They're not afraid of you. But what happens if you put a, a, a Trump sign on your front lawn? What would they do to your house? What happens to you online if you even dare say that you support Trump? What does the illegitimate left fascist movement do? They are the fascists of our time. They are the fascists of our time. But they've reversed it. They get control of the language. They tell you that they're anti-fa when they are fa. They are fa and they're fair. The only thing that's going to stand in their way is the, an armed citizenry. But just remember, no one is bulletproof in this world. We don't want that to, we don't want it to happen. The war has already started. 
We don't want it to escalate. Do you actually think Biden and Harris are going to de-escalate the hatred for white people, the hatred for Trump supporters, the hatred for Christians, the hatred for everything dear to this nation? I don't think so, not at all. I think they're going to stir up hatred like you've never seen in your life. So where I will be in January, I don't know, maybe it's God's hand altogether. Sometimes I think it's God's will. I mean, I always think it's God's will. Everything in my life has been God's will, one way or the other. I don't know. You never really know, you know. What is good luck? What is bad luck? There's a Chinese proverb. Did you ever hear the story of what is good luck? What is bad luck? Oh, it's a long story. I, I don't have the format to give you that story. Now, take me four minutes. On my podcast, should I decide to do it come January, I could, I could go on with that one and tell you what is good luck, what is bad luck. It's very relative. Everything is relative. But I want to know you, my relatives in the Savage family out there called the Savage Nation, you know how the show was created? I moved to San Francisco, and I found an astonishing lack of humanity. I saw people who were like zombies and cretinoids who they lacked the afference of a normal human being. If you talk to them, they would look, their eyes would look to the left or the right. They wouldn't look you in the eye. And I met a guy, he was a tall, good-looking, blonde, blue-eyed Serbian, I think. I don't remember where he was from, Macedonia, in the early years of North Beach. I forget his name. I knew him over the years from the cafe world. And then one day I ran into him, and he looked absolutely crazy. His eyes were like all over the map. And he said to me, Michael, Michael, I'm leaving here. I've got to get out of here. This is way back in the 70s. He said, there's no afference here. The people look like they're gone, like they're zombies. And he left the city. I was feeling the same thing from the zombies in San Francisco. And so I created a virtual world. You know, you say virtual world's a big thing now. I created a virtual I created a virtual nation called the Savage Nation. I did it. I did it. I created a Savage Nation virtual a virtual nation, a virtual community, a virtual town hall. I created it. I created my own world. That's what I did. And I know many of you. I get the letters from time to time. They're so beautiful. I don't want to read one now because it's too self-serving, but it's a beautiful letter from a listener. And it's about a man who raised two twin boys. And he said, your podcasts are a part of our daily lives. And he was disturbed when uh, you're not going to broadcast, but we're going to listen to you on the podcast. And I'm listening for 20 years. My children have been listening to you since they were 12 years old. We listened to you on the radio in the afternoons when I picked them up from school. They continue to listen to you today, nearly 15 years later. And his son says, you prevented him from becoming liberalized in college. And he said, many of our conversations center around your podcasts. In my opinion, you're one of the smartest people on the radio. We'd like to thank you for sharing your stories. And he says, I remember your story about truck drivers being some of the nicest people. You can always count on a truck driver to help you if you're having car trouble along the highway. Oh, yes, that's true. And he said, your insight on the COVID pan panic is enlightening. I have the lists of the zinc activators, quercetin, and epigallocatechin, and foods high in zinc from your website. Thanks for writing all these books. He says, I received, I bought four copies of our Fight for America. They will be my early Christmas gifts. That's very sweet. And then I just want to read the rest of the letter because you're not going to have a lot more of time of this. He said, my first son graduated with a construction engineering degree and is working in South Carolina. My second son graduated an undergrad accounting degree. He now received a master in accounting, taking the CPA exams. 
My daughter has a chemical and biological undergrad degree, is continuing school for grad degree in chemical bioprocessing engineering. In closing, Michael, I feel blessed to have discovered your radio broadcast years ago. If you're ever on the East Coast near North Carolina, you're welcome to visit. Just remember, you will always be part of the Savage family. You will always be part of the Savage Nation. That will never disappear. And the website, michaelsavage.com, will become even more prominent and more important to the Savage Nation come January, one way or the other. There's so much more I want to say. This is not the time for it. We're constrained by time, place, medium. I want to stick to the topics that I've raised in the first hour. De Blasio's blatant anti-Semitism of locking down the orthodox religious Jews because they're the most compliant of all people. Remember, it was Hitler who targeted the Jews first because Jewish people tend to be peace-loving, law-abiding, pacifist citizens. Well, the Israelis sure learned from that, didn't they? The Israelis learned that you should have a Torah in one hand and an Uzi in the other. That was the right answer to that one. A Torah in one arm and an Uzi in the other. That was the answer from the Israelis. But in Borough Park, Brooklyn, they don't have machine guns. They just read God's word day and night, 24 hours a day. And what did he do to these poor, innocent Jewish people? He closed their businesses down, this anti-Semitic bum, and his Madame Defarge wife who hates Hates, hates like I've never seen in my life. But areas not shut down, like Corona Queens, have higher case rates of COVID, and they're 71% Hispanic. And other areas that are not Jewish have higher case rates because I looked at the data from the New York City Health Department's own website, and I found that he was targeting Orthodox Jews. Now, if he had gone through all of the high COVID districts Hispanic, black, white, Jewish, Asian. And he said, we're going to categorically, you know, impose these lockdowns where the case rates are high. I would not be making this argument because there'd be no argument to be made. But he targeted only Orthodox Jews. Why? Well, number one, they're compliant. Number two, uh, they're 90% Trump supporters. That was topic number one. Topic two was a crazy shrink who should be locked in a mental ward herself. Uh, Yale should be stripped of all its funding by Donald Trump if it's the last thing he does while he's in office is strip every federal dollar out of the Yale School of Medicine. This nut shrink has the nerve to say tr Trump should be put away in a locked ward. I looked up this Dr. Bandy X Lee, and by all analysis that I could impose upon this situation, she is a psychiatrist who is a sociopath. She is dangerous. And everything she writes about Trump is identical, is identical to what she's feeling in her own heart. That's my opinion. She says there is no health without mental health. I would argue there's no health with mental health professionals like her. And then I showed you that in the ex-Soviet Union, psychiatrists like her were used to suppress political dissent, to diagnose people who didn't like the Soviet system, call them counter-revolutionaries who were crazy, and put them in mental hospitals. That is why Russians to this day, over the age of 50, distrust the psychiatric profession. That is this doctor who said Trump should be locked in a mental ward. That was our number one. Now let's go to the callers in hour two. Patricia in Connecticut, line one. You're on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Go ahead, Patricia. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Patricia. Line one, Patricia. Come on, go. Come on, Jim. Work the call, Jim. Are you there or what, Patricia? Yeah. Okay. 
Well, come on. You got to talk. You're on the radio. Well, I am trying to. I was born in 1939, so I had terrible, terrible nightmares about World War II. And then when I was a young teenager, I had terrible nightmares about Stalin. And then the 60s and the 70s started the downfall. Well, what, what are you saying about now? Now, wait, where were you born, in America or somewhere else? No, I was born here in America. So why were you so traumatized by World War II in the 60s and 70s? Well, I was traumatized because we had a radio, and we would hear the news, and I was just, I was five, six. All right, so you were scared by the left-wing re- uh, revolution that went on in the 60s and 70s, yes. the Black Panthers, uh, the, the, the communists, all of the marches scared you, right? Yep. Okay, so now let's move it up to 2020. What scares you now? Oh, my God. Everything that's going on, Trump to me is like a savior. <laughs> I, All right, I you, you know look, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a mockery of what you're saying. At all, in fact, I support what you're saying. He is the only thing we have between the mobs. After him, the mobs will be unleashed on us by Biden and Harris, as sure as my name is Michael Savage. And I'm gonna leave it at that. They will encourage mob violence while saying they're deterring mob violence. They will steal your right to free speech. They will go after your guns, your right to freely assemble, which de Blasio just did in New York. Only the Jews can't freely assemble. And by the way, I drove by a Catholic church yesterday near a small town that I live in. I was shocked and gladdened to see that the priests put up a huge banner Free us and let us have our mass assembly, they said. The churches are also shut down. The Muslims can dance in the streets pounding a naked chest for Muhammad's grandson in New York. De Blasio and his Madame Defarge wife looked the other way. Not one word about COVID when the Muslims were pounding their chests for Muhammad's grandson. Selective racism. Back in a minute. Savage. Look, we have another report to give you. Uh, Millions and millions of taxpayer dollars are being funneled to the racist, violent BLM movement. Tide Center funnels $170 million in taxpayer money to radical left-wing groups like Black Lives Matter. The Tide Center is a San Francisco-based nonprofit that uber-wealthy liberal donors use to bankroll radical leftist causes. Yet the Tide Center has not lost its 501c3 a status i'll tell you more about it if i can a little later the black lives matter global network foundation which is a marxist-led blm movement by the way is getting hundreds of millions of dollars to hate america and hate white people under the guise of racial justice it's all to be found in this one article uh that i linked from the washington free beacon on michaelsavage.com So, look, there's only a limited number of spaces that we have in this world to get messages out, and there's only a limited number of spaces we have on any website to put articles up, 
And as the time goes on, michaelsavage.com will become more important to me and I hope more important to you because I will use it to put out news, the news of the day, and also reports from me about me, where I'll be, what I'll do, what I'm not going to do. And uh, that's it. The website will become the, the legacy in a certain way, as well as, you know, the few books I've written, the few 28 books I've written. So far, they haven't burned them in any library I know. It is true. It's the number one stolen book in the San Francisco Public Library is Liberalism is a Mental Disorder. Did you know that? Savage. It is. It is. Uh, what nation is it now? It's not the savage nation. We are all socialists now. Some of the most ardent Trump supporters uh, are receiving PPP money and screaming about socialism. What are you going to do? I would take it if I was broke. What do you think? I'm lying to you. My father, look, I come from a poor immigrant family. And he told me when I was a kid that it was not for the work, if it were, had not been for the Works Progress Administration, the WPA, during the Roosevelt years. He would have starved in the streets. There was no money. There was nothing during the Great Depression. So, but he took a job. He didn't get a handout. He had to go work for the government like now. We should be having the streets to the clean, for example. Things done for the government. I mean, there was the WPA. There was the Civilian Conservation Corps. Remember I wrote the book about my tough friend whose father was a gambler, a certifiable gangster, gambler. I knew only that he was a gambler, but I'm sure there was more. He owned an Irish bar. Well, he was not Irish, but he, he was in the German town area. He was as tough as nails, and all the kids looked up to him. He was just a street guy, but a wonderful man. The boys loved him. We admired him. He was steely-eyed, blue-eyed, steely-eyed, tough as nails. And uh, he told us many stories, and he told us about his years in the CCC camps, what it was like, where he had to fight with the other boys every day of his life to survive. And apparently came out of it alive. But what was the CCC, Civilian Conservation Corps? <clears throat> so they took poor kids who had no money, and they gave them a job clearing trails, cutting trees, which Governor Newsom should do today, by the way, get the gangs off the streets, let them go clear trees in the, in, in the California forest. They wouldn't have another forest fire again next year. They cleared trees. They, they told us again, getting up four in the morning and throwing logs and what it was like. And he said it only made them stronger and harder, tougher the CCC camps. So what I'm saying is there's always been a government program, at least in our time, to uh, help people when they need help. But mainly it was jobs. It was not just sending you a check for $1,200 that you can go to an Indian casino with or whatever you're going to use it for. So it's a little different now. The phone number here, I don't have to give it to you. Well, what's with the phone number? There's not an open line right now because you all know. You can hear in my voice what's going on. You can all hear it. You all know it. It's the last great days of the savage nation as you have known it. And don't, don't think it's easy for me to say goodbye. You know, it's like a long time in coming. But um, this is October. But before you know it, it's December and that's the end of the road. So far as I know. I don't know if I really want to do any more than that, i tell you the truth. I reach a point where like, you know, maybe it's enough ready to hang up the, the microphone. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm stronger than ever. My mind's sharper. I'm faster. I'm doing great radio. I, I Look, I know the difference. I know when my radio shows are good, bad, or indifferent. Each show that I have done this year has been better than the one before it. All of the, of the uh, podcasts, if I listen back, they were as good now as they were in January. 
I was the first to interview Dr. Atlas, for example. He went on to the White House because he's much better than Fauci and the, and the scarf. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens, if anything happens. It's all up to, you know, the big guy in the sky. He will dictate all. He, you know, Christians say that Jesus will guide my steps. I'm not so different. I would say God guides my steps. And I had a whole day last week, 24 hours of talking to him. And the next day I made the announcement of what's coming in January. So I have to wait and see what the big guy in the sky has to say and what he leads. You know, he leads us, he leadeth us, he leadeth us, however you put it in primitive English. He guides us, whatever. So I'm not a religious person. I'm probably very spiritual. Is there another world? And I'm going to get into that now. God, faith, and reason. I'm going to read it on the air. I'm not going to do it. Many people uh, have read that book. In fact, I just had a rabbi send uh, me a note that he bought it on, on uh, Kindle, uh, on excuse me, Amazon, because he did a great service on online for the Jewish holiday, and he did the sukkah service. I really like this rabbi Barclay in L.A. I never met him, but I saw his service online. And uh, I say, he, he quoted some books from some pretty good guys. I said, you really ought to check out God, Faith, and Reason. He sent me a note today. He said, I just ordered it. Which, you know, coming from a religious man, how big that is to step outside their own world? They usually don't. They only buy or read their own books. You know what I'm saying? So we don't know where influence ends. We have no idea where it ends. And that goes for good and bad. Bad influence doesn't end either doesn't end in the least it gets worse it poisons the mind it rots the soul of a nation look what can be done by one man for the good or for the evil of a nation i can name names and say he did this and he did that let's leave it at that okay now let's take your calls i there's so many things that we can talk about on on this in this family we can talk about trump he's a full-time job psychiatrist says he's crazy should be in a locked ward she should be in a locked ward you know, if you watch her video, she's insane. I'm a student of humanity. And in order to survive, anyone over a certain age gets to read people. Am I right, Jim? You could pretty much tell when someone's nuts and, and to steer clear of them. She's a certifiable. She belongs in a locked ward in a, in, a, in a... She needs medication. So she projects her insanity onto him. And then the liberals say, well, look, she's a psychiatrist at Yale, so she must know he should be in a locked ward. No, my friend, she's the crazy one. This is what was done in the Soviet Union when you didn't agree with a president, or you, excuse me, a president of Russia, Soviet grandmaster, whoever he was, the head guru, put you into a mental hospital. He said you're a counter-revolutionary, therefore you're crazy, and you're going to be put into a psychiatric ward. This could happen here if we don't take on the psychiatric establishment right now, especially those stepping out of their medical world into the political world like this. Yale psychiatrist, Bandy X. Lee. She looks like she needs a locked ward with major medication for a good long period of time in order to understand she's projecting. But not all of you agree with me. Let's take some callers. Stuart in Brooklyn has been waiting a long time. Stuart, go ahead. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Thank you, Dr. Savage. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you in terms of uh, the long-term horizon. I just think that uh, whatever follows Trump is going to be very bad. But uh, for Trump himself, what disturbs me about him is he seems to be a bit self-destructive. Whenever he seems to make progress on something, he shoots himself in the foot. 
uh, like the joyride, uh, like policies that he uh, has to walk back. Uh, I mean, I could. You know, I agree with you up to a point. There's no question he's a bit, he's a bit um, let us put it in a positive way, mercurial these days. He's a little up and down, more so than ever, after the hospitalization, I would agree. And, of course, there's a reason for it. He's been traumatized by getting the illness. He thought he was never going to get it. Let's be clear. Look, how does a man become the most powerful man on earth unless he has such a faith in his own ability to overcome people, to overcome overcome adversity, overcome enemies? So he he had the opinion he was untouchable, right? Mm-hmm. How does he differ from uh, Barack Hussein Obama in his power, in his power structure, in his power, in his thought about his own power? Any powerful leader suffers from the same, I shall say, delusions of grandeur. I mean, let's be clear about it. In order to become a president, I don't care if you're Obama or Trump, you need to have some delusions of grandeur, don't you? Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's definitely uh, narcissistic. I mean, uh. All right, right, but he's not the only powerful man. Everyone in the radio business, everyone on television is narcissistic. Can you name one person in the radio business who's not a narcissist? No, not, no. No, uh, name one of the girls on, on Fox News who wears a cross or a high heel who's not a narcissist. Uh, the cross, they're not cross dressers, they're cross wearers. Don't get me wrong. Don't, don't don't misinterpret my words. They're cross wearers, not cross dressers. But all the cross wearers on on Fox News, they're all narcissists. So narcissism per se is not an, il- an illness. It's a uh, personality trait in our society. In fact, it's considered a a positive personality trait. I think anyone who's not a narcissist in our world today is because they consider something's wrong with them. Anyway, look, guys, I, what you're saying is he you're dismayed by his behavior. All right, so he took a steroid which helps his breathing and it's affecting his uh, his emotions, right? Would you agree that's what's going on? I, I mean, his medication might be affecting him, but I think his general personality is just, I, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, someone uh, at that level has to have a very strong uh, sense of self, a very big ego, and but it's not really working for him anymore when he uh, does things. I agree. Well, look, I, look, the joyride... And I call it a joyride, I think, before anyone else because it was inappropriate. It looked crazy to me. It made no sense. It was, it, was not a, it was not an act that elevated his position or the presidency. That act diminished the presidency and his position with, with his own followers, by the way. I'm not alone in this. I know that. I know it for a fact. And every poll I see says he's going to lose. Do you believe those polls or not? Uh... I, I don't believe them, but uh, we don't know. We don't really know what the reality is. Uh, we have right because liberals are running the newspapers, and the polls are all run by liberals by and large, ninety-nine percent, and they're all biased, as you're going to see again tonight with the Harris uh, uh, Pence debate. The you know that the moderator tonight is a known Democrat operative, right? Yeah, I mean, well, that's another. How could they have permitted another Democrat operative like Chris Wallace? How did they let this happen? Because his own campaign staff undermined him from the beginning. They are the Brutuses within. I've said this for months. To the detriment of my own relationship with the White House, I know that. I don't, you know, but you know, you know what comes first to me? The audience. The audience depends upon um, a certain degree of integrity and truth in the broadcaster. 
Otherwise, you have no audience and there's nothing left. Let me, I want to ask you something. First, I want to ask you something. Then I'm going to send you a free book, I Fight for America. How do you listen? How do you listen to my show now? You listen to on the stream, the streaming. Uh, I listen to it on the podcast. Yeah, but you're calling me live right now. But you, so, how are you hearing the show? Uh, well, I uh, I know the number, and uh, I was having trouble with the stream. Oh, so you'll listen to this show tonight after the show's posted. Yeah. All right. That that's good to know. So you know, you still can call the show. I'm going to put out a call-in number if I decide to do a podcast so people can actually call in. We'll give you a certain time and a number you can call in. It'll be fun. All right, Stuart, our fight for America. The war continues, goes out to you. This is Michael Savage, back in a minute. Savage. It is the Savage Nation. Guy, I want to do a whole show on how eating red meat daily triples heart disease-related chemical called TMAO. Because many of you don't understand that there is a relationship between nutrition and health. I mean, more today than ever, people know there's a relationship, but they don't know the ins and outs of it. And many of us say, yeah, I can eat red meat. No, really, truthfully, trimethylamine N-oxide is a dietary byproduct that's formed by gut bacteria during digestion. And I would say to you, do not eat red meat anymore. You can eat chicken. You can eat fish, but the TMAO raises heart disease risk. It's a, it's, a, it's a study that's real. I can't do it now. I do a whole show on this. I'd like to do a whole show on heart disease, which I know a little bit about, since I've been obsessed with it since I'm 18 years old. And I had a good run, you know, a good run with my genetic inheritance. But uh, how shall I put it to you in an undepressing way? After many a summer dies the swan, Bob in Massachusetts, line one. Welcome to the Savage Nation. Bob, hey, Bob, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Yes. Go ahead. I'm here. Go ahead. Say, say, talk. Uh, well, Bob, please, you're on the radio. Talk. Yes, I'm here. Dexamethasone, I think, uh, has uh, 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 troubled our. Okay, hold, hold, hold. I don't want to talk about the. Please tell me what you called about, Bob. I don't want to get into the health topic right now. Well, I just want to say that, uh, you know, um, I, I've detected a little bit of angst in your voice, uh, you know, the past few days about you changing, going off the radio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think you just broke up. We just lost him, Jim. It's sad, but um, there's nothing I can do about it. You know, technology is limited, and his cell phone just uh, died out on us. Well, I know Bob was calling with the best wishes to say that he will follow me to the podcast, I believe. That's what he was uh, talking about. So I'm posting the red meat and the heart disease risk for you. See, I was, you want to do health now for the last two minutes of the show? Nah, you don't want to hear it. People think they can do what they want. After all, you can smoke a cigar. You won't get, you won't get cancer from it. You can actually eat a cigar. They're health foods. No, smoke cigars. They're good for you. They're good for your health. Eat uh, triple McDonald's burgers and don't know why you had triple bypass. Tell you it has nothing to do with hippie stupidity. And then call yourself a great American. Uh, that, that's the way to do it. Deny reality. And that brings us to COVID. Who is denying reality here? Is it those of us who say the government, especially the leftist governments, are engaging in overreach by shutting everyone down destroying lives businesses increasing drug use alcohol use breaking up marriages 
making people suicidal by breaking them. Who's actually crazier here? Go back to March. Pick up one of my old podcasts. I called for selective quarantine. I said, close down those areas that have the highest rates of COVID. So you say, well, isn't that what de Blasio is doing? No. He's targeting Jews. Because the highest rates of COVID in New York zip codes are not amongst Jews, but amongst Hispanic communities, which are largely uh, immigrant communities. And I have the data. I put it up on michaelsavage.com. If you think I'm making it up, you're mistaken. Corona Queens, which gave us that psychopathic communist occasional cortex, is 71% Hispanic, mainly illegal aliens. They have a 4661 case per 100,000 load while the Jewish neighborhood that he closed down has a 3869 case per 100,000 load. I rest my case, ladies and gentlemen, to the savage jury. We are living in very disturbing times where racism of this type, exhibited by de Blasio and Cuomo, is being disguised as something good for the public health. It is akin to Kristallnacht against the Jewish people, and they should absolutely stand up to that tyrant in the mayor's office and Attorney General Barr should seek federal discrimination charges against that mayor and arrest him for this. This is the Savage Nation continuing our fight for America because the war not only continues, but the war has just begun. Our fight for America, the war has just begun. The Westwood One Podcast Network.